0: Welcome to the podcast that
1: no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird.
2: Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it.
1: I'm Allie LaFever. I'm Lindsay Rush.
2: I'm Danny Chapman. And this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. (laughs) It's fun to play at Dunder Mifflin when, when you're locked in at Dunder Mifflin. The closet's got food to set the right mood. Let's see what these two will do. They'll get mad at Pam. She <laughs> <Jeez>, sucks.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the final episode of season 10. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. I'm
2: Danny.
1: And, and this is fangasm.
2: <laughs>
0: and that was a a little last minute song because Danny is committed that we will end every season with a song, even if we're just gonna do a quick little YMCA even if, couplet. Even it if was
1: more a jingle than a yeah, than a song.
0: It was
2: you know, the seed was planted, and so I wanted to let that little flower blossom into mm-hmm. a, I love a it. stanza. So, yeah.
1: Sound of music part two.
2: Yeah, but I didn't love write it. the full song, <laughs> so that's all that's all you got. That
1: was like, what, great. what was, was great. the climb every mountain
0: song? You made us do.
2: I know. Uh, what was it? It just felt right.
0: But what, what was it like? What, about, I don't remember what, what it was about. It was like, I can't but what were those it lyrics out. instead of like "climb every mountain"? I was like "swallow your need." Like it was something. It was. So, it was
2: heavy.
1: Was it about what? season eight?
0: I think like so. Eight? Yeah. yeah. To me, that's tied <laughs> with our mournful.
1: Colors of the week. Oh, we kicked off a season with that. That's so bad. (laughs) Tied for most mournful, mellow. It is.
2: And I would say, I would say, Stay at the Dunder Mifflin is uh, probably like our 32nd best song. (laughs) (laughs) And we are not the only ones that knew that this season needed to end with a song, but we actually have (laughs) a really good song now by Victoria Rose, who is our freaking idol. And has done the most incredible Look What I Found cover called Prank or Wank that, I mean, this is the most robust song I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: There is so much melody and there is a piano and there are other instruments playing in the background. She got the
2: band together for (laughs) this recording.
1: It's incredible. And one song is not enough for us. We actually have two additional songs that you're going to hear at the end of the episode that had been sent in actually over the holidays. One was by Naomi, and she did a hilarious parody called You Don't Own Me. And it was <laughs> it was when we were going through our transition from Potterotica to Fangasm. So it was perfectly timed. We loved it when we heard it. And now we get to actually share it with you.
2: Now and that nobody's listening that- from... Uh- The above.
1: Yeah. And then the other song is by Emily Hoffman, and she did a version of Somebody That I Used to Know called Somebody That I Used to Blow, which was from Pansy's perspective, as she's reflecting back on her relationship with Draco from season two. So you're going to hear those amazing songs at the end of this episode.
2: There's no statute of limitations on song content. Zero. So... Write your hearts out. Well, we're so excited to be finishing this season. I mean, it has been quite a roller coaster trying to see will they, won't they? Mm. They're not. Why won't they? <laughs> will they? Will please? they please?
3: <laughs> will,
1: will the box of condoms do anything? <laughs> Come on.
2: So I'm hopeful that we actually we get some uh, some pigtail pulling as promised in the title. That's in this, right. In this season. God, so. is there going
1: to be a whole other round of costumes? Well, I mean, I feel like Dwight has to do his hair first, and then we'll see in pigtails. Yeah, tiny little like ba- like a toddler <laughs> like a when they can baby first. Yes.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: um, thank you again to Aaron Octavia for the ability to read this story. Yes. It has been so much fun. Hopefully, everybody's enjoyed the accelerated rate of this because we're so excited that after this season, we have a new fandom coming your way. Mm-hmm. Woo
1: we are heading into season 11 right into the arms of Jamie <laughs> Lannister and <gasps> Ran of Tarth because our season 11 is game of the
0: <laughs>
2: So stay tuned for the incredible foreplay with Zach and Hannah from mm-hmm. Game of Owns, mm-hmm. which if you're looking for a great way to listen to something that's talking about this final season of Game of Thrones, tune into their yep. pod. And then mm-hmm. if you're looking for a horny way to cool off, listen <laughs> to ours. <laughs> yeah. They work in parallel, not in, uh, mm-hmm. in contrast to each other. Yeah.
1: So we're going to be rolling out season 11 in tandem with the six episodes of the actual final season of Game of Thrones.
2: Yes. There was a chance that we weren't going to do that because we yeah. were trying to figure out timing of how do we make sure that we have the space for the office. And so Marco and I, we didn't fight, but we couldn't see eye to eye because <laughs> yeah. I was like trying to tell him like, no, it'll work because once Game of Thrones ends, then people will tune into this. <laughs> and he was like, but you're not doing it during. I'm like, no. And he's like, but you're not. It was like, <laughs> as I'm telling you, I, I, we can't make it happen. Yeah. But the Fever put some strings on a wall and made it happen.
1: Yeah, we're making it happen,
2: guys. So we, we don't fuck rules. Yeah. We do songs at the end. Sometimes they're we not more, even full more than songs. So week,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah we do crazy stuff. Fantasm s- is
2: rogue. Yeah.
1: Rogue and wild, for sure.
2: We're going to get a letter from the Podcasting Association Yeah, <laughs> telling us we're breaking rules. I'm
1: so excited for season 11. I do not think there are two characters across any fandom that I ship harder. The Jamie Lannister and Brand of Tarth, mm. and I want them in their final season. No matter if they get it in the actual show, for us to take them <laughs> to Poundtown. So, and we won't give too hope. much
0: away, but the premise for this story takes them way outside of the <laughs> way it's out A- of U, isn't it? Yes, they're,
1: they're far beyond Westeros, Essos, Pound Town. Yeah.
2: And whenceforth are you from? <laughs> I am from the village of Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> I am Allie deep- in the fever of Some- Poundtown. Town. Someone,
3: <laughs> the
0: house, the fever How- of Pound Town. Uh- <laughs> Can someone needs to redo the map and add
1: <laughs> Poundtown. Yeah, Yeah, the Kingdom. Yes.
2: They got oh, trolls there for so sure. Good. <laughs> oh so
1: God. good. I think Pound Town is right between like the Riverlands and uh, <laughs> and Dorne.
2: The wet Riverlands. Oh, yeah, that's
1: definitely ah. where Poundtown is situated. And
2: the hard cliffs of <laughs> oh Poundtown. Town. So um,
1: I think there's – we have one little mini yeah. – well, I guess it's a little correction. We're finally bringing back the misuse of magic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just make so few mistakes that we have yeah, had to Yeah, okay,
1: we have not had to correct ourselves in the past six seasons, <laughs> obviously, because we're <laughs> perfect. But uh, we were just informed that when Uncle A, Uncle Aragog, had sent in a song that was Harry's mom that I think came out in season seven – yeah, I'm pretty sure it was season seven that the email that he sent to us uh, actually let us know that it was co-written by two of our fanny pack folks, which is Jillian Brown and Lisa Swan. And we did not acknowledge that. I think right. was just, he was, just, just an he was the singer.
0: He was the voice. He was they, the voice. Yeah.
1: They helped create the parody lyrics and total oversight on our part. We were just made aware recently. So wanted to give them a shout out. Jillian and Lisa and Uncle A again. It was, it was one of so the funniest, good. silliest, most ridiculous songs. Um <laughs> Harry's mom. So it was again back in season 7. I can't remember what episode. We'll find out what it is and post.
0: <laughs> we have of them again. in 3 seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll find out which episode it was and post about it in the group or
0: something so that you c- people can go listen to it. Yeah.
2: Awesome. So shall we do the blowdown for people who don't remember what happened in oh, yeah. sne 5
0: yeah, basically, Dwight and Jim are locked in because Pam pulled a prank. Who's her boyfriend again? The Jason equivalent?
1: Peter. Patrick, Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs>
0: Those are the only options. Patrick, Rick, Stoop. or Pat. <laughs> Doug. You know, she locked them in this closet in the warehouse so that they would be able to fall in love. But that didn't quite happen. She was going to leave them there all weekend until Monday, but she came back Saturday morning. Yeah, to let them out, thinking that she was going to open the door and see both of them just in each other's arms and in love and said they were both furious. And she drove Jim home, and he wouldn't talk to her, and he got out of the car. That's yeah, and
1: right? condoms went unused. Sub yeah. went uneaten, didn't it? I Box of condoms,
2: never of used.
1: Yeah. Remember we said... <laughs> 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 Remember we also said that
3: it
0: was a party seven. That's what they were sleeping on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had the whole lunch meet. Oh, your blog. blogger, blogger. <laughs>
2: your blogger. Your
1: log, meat log, bologna log,
0: bologna log, bologna log. <laughs> Still keeping it. I'll link to that blog. The blog, blog. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Let's now find we're gonna out, see. Let's
2: find out the big finish.
0: She tried to call Jim a number of times over the next day and a half, but he refused to pick up the phone. She left him 12 messages, but she didn't know if he was even listening to any of them. Knowing that his car was still in the Dunder Mifflin parking lot, she decided to leave home an hour and a half early on Monday, knowing Jim would need a ride in. She wanted to make sure she got to him before he had a chance to call a cab. It's like so early. <laughs> an hour and a half before she has to be at work? She well, arrived at his building and made her way up. a long
2: up- time to get a cab, I'm sure, in Scranton. Yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> She arrived at his building and made her way up to the second floor, knocking on his apartment door. After a few minutes, he opened the door only enough to see that it was her on the other side, immediately slamming it back in her face. I got season nine vibes about them at a door oh, thinking oh, oh. it was Jim and yeah. Pam.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, they have to all go and work together today. Like that's, can you Ranks. imagine Oh, the tension? And that's why you don't play love, sex, pranks on
0: your coworkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only reason why. She had to put a stop to this. Knocking once more, she started yelling through the door, Jim, Jim, I know you can hear me. I'm so sorry, Jim. I never meant to do anything that would cause problems for you. It kills me that I have, and I can't stand the thought of losing you. Pam paused, hoping he would answer. Please, Jim, please talk to me. I Her voice cracked, partly from having to raise it to make sure he could hear her through the door and partly from trying to keep herself from crying. She took a breath trying to calm herself. Before she could get another word out, Jim opened the door and immediately pulled her into a hug. Relief flooded through her, and she let out a single dry sob against his chest. What were you thinking, Pam, he asked, one hand across her upper back, the other still hanging onto the open door's knob. I just wanted to help you, Jim. You're my best friend. I love you so much, and I want you to be happy. Dwight makes you happy. I mean, you guys are oddly perfect for each other. Perfect for, he said under his breath, chuckling mirthlessly to himself, you're right, he does make me happy, and being with him would be perfect. Perfect? perfect. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Mm. We're perfect Mm. together. That's perfect.
3: It's
1: the perfectest
0: in the whole wild world <laughs> to me you're perfect but you forgot one very important point <laughs> so dumb purr yeah. he pulled, what, what?
1: p-u-r-r like a cat <laughs>
2: but why thick f-i-c
0: he pulled back slightly she his hand to her shoulder she pulled back too looking up into his open face
1: his open mouth like a sandwich <laughs> a Sandwich. open face up. <laughs>
2: Uh, Lucky into his open face sandwich.
0: No matter how much I may want him, he's straight. (laughs) Pam pulled fully away from his contact, making her way past him and into his apartment. No, he's not. Yes, he is, said Jim. He looked down at her as if he pitied her while he shut the door and leaned back against it. No, Jim, he's not. He wants you, said Pam.
1: And he's right here.
0: (laughs) Dwight, come on out. In pigtails. The end. (laughs)
1: Perfect.
0: Don't. What makes you say that? Jim asked as if humoring a delusional person. The way he looks at you, the way he acts around you, said Pam. Jim began shaking his head at her. Pam, no. Jim, open your eyes and look at him sometime, she interrupted him. Oh, I have looked at him plenty, believe me. No, Jim, can we not talk about this, please? This conversation wasn't over, but she didn't want to make him mad, seeing as how he had just seemingly forgiven her. Instead, she took in his appearance. He was wearing a white t-shirt and green flannel pajama pants, and his hair was obviously unbrushed from having slept on it. It was sticking up in the back in a way she thought Dwight would find cute. She certainly (laughs) did. What are you wearing? Aren't you coming to work today? I don't really feel up to facing the world right now, said Jim. He walked past her and collapsed down on the couch, pulling the throw over his shoulders. Pam sat next to him. What happened in that closet, she said. Nothing happened. Were you actually expecting something to happen? The question was obviously a rhetorical one, so she didn't bother answering him. Then why are you so upset? How would you have felt, said Jim. He looked so good, and he smelled so good, and he was so damn close. (laughs) And there was baloney all around him. (laughs) He looked over at her, trying to convey how hard that had been for him. You know, I think he had a panic attack when Peter first locked us in the closet. Peter, Doug, (laughs) he's he's also Jim. (laughs) I was so scared for him. Seriously, there were a few minutes there where I would have been ready to rip your head off for doing that to him. Oh, Jim's like defensive of Mm, Dwight. Scared Mm. my baby. (laughs) Wow, that's really sweet, actually, replied Pam. He looked at her, clearly not sharing the sentiment. So she went on. Nothing happened. Stop acting so shocked, Pam. No, nothing happened. He had a panic attack. We played some cards. I went to sleep. That's like year two of relationship. As he said that, she noticed marriage. (laughs) What'd you guys do tonight? Well, he had a panic attack, we played some cards, and then we went to sleep. (laughs) As he said that, she noticed a small blush color his cheeks, but she decided to let that go for now. Nothing happened. "'Then why this sudden urge to hide from him today?' she said. "'Okay, so I may have had a dream about him.' "'What kind of dream?' he shot a glare at her. "'Oh, I see. Well, we've worked with him for years. "'I'm sure you've had dreams about him before.' "'Yeah, but never when he was in the room at the time,' Jim replied. "'Oh, oh, you don't think he knew, do you?' He did wake me up from it, said Jim. He said it was a bad dream, so there must have been some indication that the dream involved a bit more than calmly meditating in a field of wildflowers. Oh, we forgot that in the blowdown. He, like,
1: had the big sex dream, and he was talking out loud, and Dwight woke him up. That's right. Oh, my God. What if he was air humping and grinding in his sleep, too?
2: What if he was just, like, humping the sandwich?
1: On the sub. Been there. Yeah.
2: What if he was like, I'm dumb. (laughs) Your sub.
1: Dominoes, He's, and he said
2: it and to, and he dominoes. said it to
1: the
0: sub. Yeah,
1: I'm Dom. You're a sub.
2: He was like <laughs> chewing aggressively on a tomato.
1: <laughs> when you
0: Dom your Sub. <laughs> Pam couldn't help but laugh at Jim's wording. Well, maybe your breathing was just labored. When Jim didn't respond, she patted him on the back. Come on, get dressed. You're coming into work today. I'll stop and get us some breakfast on the way. My treat.
1: Do you guys remember growing, breakfast after this? Growing up, when um, it would be like a special. <laughs> I forgot I'm recording. Do you remember growing up when it would be a special treat <laughs> to get taken to McDonald's?
2: Yeah. For like the
1: breakfast and you only had until 1030 to oh get gosh. there?
2: Kids these oh, yeah. days, don't know how lucky they are.
0: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Pam had talked him into going into work. She was right. Even if he took the day off, he would have to face Dwight the next day. The only way to avoid him completely would be to quit, and though being around him would be somewhat painful for a while since Jim had finally figured out how he really felt about Dwight, it was true that he did make him happy and he would rather have Dwight in his life as a coworker, possibly a friend, than not in his life at all. I'd
1: rather, I'd rather love have something you- let it go. I'd rather have you as a coworker than nothing at all. <laughs> Said no one ever. Rather <laughs> like share
2: a th- payroll th- with you. It's <laughs>
1: like
0: so low, like yeah. If I can't have you at least like to share an HR department with. You. <laughs> Since they had left so early that morning, even after stopping at a drive through to pick up breakfast, Pam and he were the first to arrive. On his desk, he found the fireman's hat, jacket, and plastic axe still laying where he left them on Friday. Oh, my God. So sad. He grabbed them along with his coat that was still hung on the coat rack near Pam's desk and brought them down to his car so he wouldn't forget them on his way home at the end of the day. Of course, Michael was heading into the building as he was bringing them to his car, and he stopped Jim on the way. We all couldn't help but notice that you and Dwight disappeared halfway through the Halloween party. Meredith suggested that you guys had snuck off to hook up in a closet somewhere. Michael laughed at how ridiculous a suggestion that had been, but Jim froze. That was too shockingly close to what had actually happened, yet sadly so wide off from the mark that it was comical.
1: Could you imagine? You know when Michael does that laugh, he laughs so yeah. hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why would she say that, Jim asked. I don't know. She and Phils were talking something about your costume. He indicated down at the pieces of it in Jim's arms. Be careful, Jim. Oh, God. Michael didn't know, did he? About what, he asked, trying not to sound guilty. You are something like that again, and I think I know who will be getting sexies in the office at the next Dundies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dundies Ryan. Dundies in his
0: undies. <laughs> Jim sighed in relief. Michael didn't know anything about his feelings for Dwight. He had taken one step back on his way to his car when he stalled again, thinking about what he had just said. He turned back to Michael. Please don't do that. It was scary, really, all the ways that Michael could be dangerous. Like, please don't award me as sexies in the office. He's a menace.
1: <laughs> he can't be trusted.
0: <laughs> I love this. It's very emo Jim. And he's like, please, Michael, don't do that. I don't, you need don't need know the, what could happen. I don't need
2: the attention of everybody in the office <laughs> for my abdominals. Nothing
0: worse than a hot person who is like, please don't, please look don't at hand how me a trophy.
1: Are. What are you? A monster? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's more dangerous than I thought. He'll have to be handled. There was absolutely no awkwardness between Dwight and him when he got there In fact, only Pam was on the receiving end of his foul mood that morning And though Jim had forgiven her, it was nothing less than she deserved So he enjoyed the fact a little She wasn't making it any better for herself in the way she kept catching Jim's attention And indicating towards Dwight He knew what she had said earlier about his need to pay more attention to Dwight But that was the opposite of what he actually needed to do at the moment So he tried to ignore her That didn't stop her from trying all day By the end of the day, it was obvious that Dwight had begun to notice Pam's behavior And was becoming increasingly paranoid about it Jim had said goodbye to Pam as she left and turned to go back into the annex, needing to go over some forms with Kelly and customer service. Of course, what should have been a two-minute business conversation with Kelly had turned into a ten-minute lecture about something Perez Hilton had said about what JLo had worn to some award show. <laughs> he tried to get away by slowly backing out towards the main room, but she followed him. Everyone else had gone home. Kelly and he walked towards the coat rack, putting their coats on. When she finally stopped to take a breath, he took the blessed opening and ran with it. I agree with you completely, but I just remembered I have a call to make. I'll see you tomorrow.
2: How dare somebody interrupt me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he sat down in his chair, but she still seemed to be hovering by the door. So he picked up the receiver and called the local movie theater. Thankful that <laughs> he still had the number memorized from back when he had worked there in high school. They now had an automated answering service that listed the movies and times. Welcome to Marquis Cinemas. Steamtown 8. Press 1 for...
2: Oh, Steamtown is actually uh, neighbor cousins to Poundtown.
1: <laughs> it is. Uh-huh. It is. Right across the river.
0: Uh
2: huh.
0: <laughs> Jim quickly pressed 1. Hello, Mr. Schneiderman. Thank you for letting me get back to you so late. Now, about your order. Finally, Kelly had left the office. Jim hung up the phone and sat back in his chair, enjoying the rare moment alone in the quiet office, looking over at Dwight's empty chair. (laughs) So, like, just, like, staring at it. He was going to give Kelly at least another two minutes to get to her car before he even thought about leaving the office. When he thought that the coast was clear, he got up, hit the lights, and left. He had turned to shut the office door when a voice behind him startled him. So you and Pam were acting mighty chummy today. Jim turned quickly and jumped, finding Dwight looming further down the hall, which led to
1: the elevators. <laughs> looming in is the pigtails, most perfect description of Dwight. He's constantly looming. looming. Yes.
0: Oh God, you scared me, Dwight. He clasped back into the door he had just closed, clutching at his chest and trying to catch his breath. Seems a bit weird to me, seeing as how she was an accessory to your kidnapping not three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight had begun walking toward him in a predatory way, which he tried to find intimidating rather than sexy.
2: Slinking in his high heels towards... Is <laughs> doing like sundering. a dirty dancing da, da,
0: crawl? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, she apologized, so... Why did she do it? Dwight said. He had stopped a few feet away between him and the path to the elevators. Who knows what goes on in that head of hers, said Jim. Jim began making his way down the hall, but as he passed near Dwight, he stopped him, a hand firmly pressing into his chest, not only forcing him to stop, but actually pushing him backward a few inches. He had to take a couple steps backwards to compensate. I know you know why she did it, Jim. He growled his name, which he would have to add to the list of things he absolutely should find intimidating rather than sexy.
1: Dwight growling. Oh, yeah.
0: Jim sighed, looking down at his shoes. She was playing a prank on us, Dwight. Since when does she play pranks on you? She always plays pranks on me. Jim tried to explain. It was true. She was always pranking him, though this was not one of those times. That's what you do to friends. He looked up at that word, trying to gauge his reaction to the implied suggestion that Dwight and he were friends. Dwight did seem a bit surprised. But surpri- if we can't be friends, at least we can be coworkers. <laughs> Let's be coworkers. <laughs> Dwight did seem a bit surprised and looked down himself to think that one over. Jim used that as his cue to leave, but he hadn't even made it two steps when Dwight pushed him back again, harder this time. Damn it, Jim, I know there's more to this than that. What is it? Go home, Dwight. He tried to walk past him again, and again he pushed him back, hard enough this time that his back <gasps> hit the door behind him. Oh. Why won't you tell me, yelled Dwight? Why did she lock us up? Jim took a step forward, stopping right in front of Dwight. He was starting to get mad.
2: Okay, I will reference my favorite movie, The Room. This is going to be very room vibes. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: right. I haven't
2: seen it. Why would she do this to us?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I picture as soon as he says, why did she lock us up? Michael comes back in and addresses prison Mike. Did I hear someone say lock, lock up? Lock up?
0: <laughs> you want to know why, Dwight? She locked you in there with me because I have fallen for ah! you. She stupidly thought if she locked us in a closet with chocolate and alcohol and condoms, I would confess everything and the power of my attraction would turn you to putty in my hands. Oh, wow. For one second, the longest second in his life, Dwight didn't respond. He couldn't move. He couldn't even breathe. Finally, Dwight stepped as close to him as he could get his face mere inches from Jim's and pushed him back into the door again saying, very funny, Jim. Why did she really? But he never got to finish his sentence. Jim didn't let him. He he killed him. You don't know. <laughs> He did he doesn't which what version I put there? He doesn't know why. He didn't know
2: why. <laughs> he don't know
0: why he did it.
2: <laughs> he didn't he know why. He
1: don't know why he did it, but he did. It. <laughs> I feel like doesn't I feel like doesn't doesn't work either.
0: But he doesn't know it. why he did it. He didn't know why he did it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. He didn't. He didn't.
1: He, he didn't know
0: why he did it. Okay, tell me do this again. <laughs> Jim didn't let him. He didn't know why he did it. Actually, he knew exactly why. He had been fantasizing about it since Pam had introduced the thought into his head. Though if he was honest with himself, he had entertained the notion a few times in the last few years. What he meant was he didn't know what pushed him over the edge to finally act on what had been consuming his waking thoughts and his nightly dreams for weeks now. Perhaps it was Dwight's physical closeness. Perhaps it was the intensity in his eyes. Whatever it was, Jim found himself reaching out grabbing him by the tie, closing the already short distance between them, pulling his body into his own, the short tie.
1: Yeah, the short mustard and brown tie. Mm.
0: Pulling his body into his own, he sought out his mouth, lips pressing against gaping lips, wet and warm. He kissed those unresponsive lips. (laughs) Pressing their firm bodies against each other, he tried to communicate everything he felt through every movement of his body against Dwight's. He slowly ran his tongue just inside Dwight's lips, which were parted in shock. He didn't move, arms hovering in midair where they had been just before Jim had grabbed him. Dwight didn't kiss Jim back, but he didn't push him away either. Heartened, Jim sucked his lower lip between his own, giving it a small nibble before pulling back to look him in the eye. Dwight did not respond, only stood there as if, in suspended animation, eyes as unresponsive as his lips. It was as Jim looked down at those lips, reddened from his assault, that what he had done just finally caught up with him. Horrified, he pushed Dwight away from himself enough that he could get out from between him and the door. I'm so sorry, he said in shame, before turning tail and running down the hall as fast as he could go. Uh-huh. <gasps>
2: Dwight's part parted further (laughs) apart from ever before.
0: (laughs) Or like it turns into a cool side part now that he's finally been kissed. Yeah. Hey. He kissed me. Dwight couldn't believe it. It was so outside the realm of what he could have ever expected. It had short circuited his brain. It was a few seconds before something finally popped a fuse and he was able to do something other than stand upright and breathe. He reached up a hand, bewilderedly touching his lips before finally springing into action. Wait. When he was finally capable of voluntary action, he followed Jim down the hall and to the corridor that held the elevators, where he was waiting, pressing the button, the down button, repeatedly, and saying, "Come on, come on, come on, Jim!" Oh God, he sounded panicked, spinning in his spot and instead pushing through the door into the stairwell. And it's the like ta-
2: a predator chase.
1: <laughs> I
2: know. Come me? on, come on, <laughs> Jim.
1: I feel like Bruce Willis is going like to like walk just over slow broken foot glass. footsteps,
0: right? Like the murderers always <laughs> walk so slowly. Um, Dwight could hear him making his way downward through the echoes bouncing around him. "'Wait, Jim!' His footfalls didn't slow, so Dwight increased his speed, finally catching up to him in the bottom floor. "'Wait!' Finally catching up to him, Dwight grabbed his elbow, forcing him to turn and face him. "'Go away, Dwight!' Jim barely looked at him before turning back around to flee again. Now that Dwight had caught up with him, he wasn't about to let go. His grip tightened on his elbow. "'Damn it, Jim!' Jim stopped, dropping his head into feet, and slowly started to turn back towards Dwight. It wasn't fast enough for Dwight. He spun him to face him, again pushing him against the wall at the base of the stairs and holding him there with his own body." only giving himself time to register the shock on Jim's face. He reached up a hand behind his neck, pulling his face down to his (gasps) and kissing him like he should have done up in the hall outside the (sighs) office when Jim had kissed him, like he should have done down in the closet when he had had to force himself to look away from Jim's body in that damn fireman's costume, (sighs) like he should have done the first time Jim played a prank on him, and his grin afterward made it feel like the floor had just given way underneath him, like he should have done years ago when he first met him and decided only days later that sharing a desk clump with Jim was one of the best parts about his job. He
1: (laughs) and One of. (gasps) The best <gasps> the desk clump. Uh, desk clump. <gasps> desk clump.
0: Is that a clump in your desk? You're just <laughs> happy to see me.
1: <gasps> Guys. How uh, what they are in
2: love. Slow it down, slow it down. So, so, you're, you're, uh, slow it down now. Yeah.
0: Episode ends. check your underpants. Are you horned (laughs) up or
3: down?
4: down.
0: That's a slow jam. Slow (laughs) jam. I know. I wish it would have been Jim and Pam. (laughs) (gasps) Snap into a slow jam.
5: Sorry.
1: (laughs) 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 Wow.
0: I'm obviously horned up. That was so sweet that Dwight, like Jim went for it. Dwight went for it. And then Dwight being like, I should have done this years ago. Oh,
2: Flash
3: when
1: time. When our desks first clumped together. Oh, desk clump.
0: <laughs> desk clump. Am I ruining the moment by emphasizing desk clump? <laughs>
1: yeah. it's like a, is there a desk, desk dick, dick clump? I
0: was clump? thinking
2: hump. Like, hump on the clump.
1: I was thinking like a dick clump. Hump. Hump. <laughs> desk <laughs> clump hump.
2: <laughs> I'm horned up. I'm ready for them. I want to know. All of the sexy shenanigans they're gonna get into. Oh, yeah.
0: Maybe they'll get a dundee for sexiest couple at the office. <gasps> ah!
2: They're gonna be like, "Okay, Jim and Dwight, get out of the warehouse. We know hey, you're. We know."
1: Can you picture Darryl? this? Isn't the like, men's, men's guys, warehouse? Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee
2: Actually, it. You it is. Men's
1: <laughs> warehouse.
2: You're gonna like the way I taste. <laughs>
1: I guarantee, guarantee
2: it. it. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs>
0: Oh, yes, man, I didn't think in all of my wildest dreams that we could weave the men's warehouse into
1: a podcast, but we have We've done it it's possible. God. Um, I'm also horned up. I love these two, two crazy cats. It was great. I mean, they're going to be going to pound town all over that office.
2: Yeah. You know what I, What doesn't horn me up is uh, Pam's shit grin when she sees that she was right. You yeah. Know? I know. Yeah. So self like,
0: It like works, but it was bad
2: what she did. Would not recommend. Yeah. yeah. But if you do have people, you know, that should love each other, just, I mean, talk them through it. Don't prank them through it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's great. The Doing Office, good. what a glorious time these two seasons it was. So I'm going to be sad it's over.
2: There is a ton of Office fanfic that you yeah. guys should definitely check out. Allie, where did we get a lot of this fic from?
1: It's called Just Once. Dot com, I believe. And if you look up fanfic, the office, just once is where most of them are housed. There's also some on AO3 and fanfic.net, fanfiction.net, but the bulk of them are there. That's where the active story writers live.
0: And I think we have a lot of like crazy pairings and stories that I think are approved that I'm sure will appear on Patreon at some point in quickie form. So if you want to become a dong, that's where you'll listen to all that other stuff. Until then, we are going to... Ride into the kingdom of Game of Thrones.
2: Sextaros. Sextaros. So stick around for the songs that we promised and uh, finish season 10 with a, a tri song, Bang.
1: All right. Well, winter is coming and you will be coming soon.
2: Bye. <laughs> and
3: see ya. Okay, see ya. <laughs> do, do, do. Do. Do, do. 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 Do, do. Do. Do, do. Do. with the prank blue pill and ice cream
4: just ordinary fans. You don't own us. Don't say we can't read Ron and Pans. And don't tell us what to read. And don't tell us what to say. And please, when we pick out us don't try to change us in any way you don't own us we loved harry first so go away oh we don't tell you who to cast we don't cry when you rewrite the past so just let us do our thing mama joe owned them long before you we love all the magical fix especially when they talk about dicks so let us read the stories we want to ship and pair however what to write. Oh, don't tell us what to read. And please, when we pick out a fic, don't come in and be such a dick. You don't always
5: Hi guys, this is Amelia, one of your fans from Denmark, calling in with a song that I wrote a while back after listening to season two, but never got around to recording until now. It's all about Pansy getting her groove back and realizing she's awesome after Draco was pretty much a dictator the entire season. Um, I wanted to send it to you guys because I hope that you also get your groove back with the revamped podcast. I can't wait to hear it in February. I didn't do the song in the pansy voice. So if Danny wants to do a cover at some point, that would be awesome. I hope you guys enjoy it. Bye. Now and then I think of when we two were boning. In the common room and toilets at the school. Told myself that you were into me. Not just looking for some hot pussy. But that was then and now I wished I had dumbed you. Do. Do, 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 do. One can get accustomed to a fucked up kind of treatment Like getting called a loser or a whore Being told you're too experienced By the one who should have been your friend So I'll admit that I am glad we are over Cause you didn't have to call me loud Say my vagina was too pale and loose for your liking Pull out of me to leave mid-sex To fuck some other which did you surely hex No, you didn't have to leave me there in the middle of my sexy white thong striptease. So I'm not gonna miss you, Bo. Cause now you're just somebody that I used to blow. Dum, 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 da 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 da, da. Yeah, now you're just somebody that I used to blow. Dum, 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 dum da, da, da 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 And I'll be much more happy cause I'll be with Joe.
1: For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm.
2: For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com.
0: For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if
2: it's nice. Oh yeah. Meow. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh yeah
2: <laughs> Sorry <laughs>